Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello everyone, welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. My name is Ines Tomás and I'm a PhD student at the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine. Today we are having a chat with Professor Trevor Graham. Welcome, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Nice to be here. Nice to meet you too. So, I would like to start um, by asking, you You started in math yeah. and then you changed for biology. What made you choose this career path? Um, so, I did a PhD which was about bringing mathematicians into biology and I did it at a time that I think was a really exciting time to, to make that transition. It was the time when we were just getting into big data in biology, so things like next generation sequencing were just arriving during my PhD. So we went from having tiny amounts of genetic data, say, to having loads of data. And the only way we can make sense of all of that data is with tools like mathematics or tools in computer science. And so it was just a really exciting time. And I, you know, once I'd seen the the, the opportunities potential. there, I was never going to go back. Yeah. Well, that's. Really good, because you set your lab at uh, Bartscaster Institute, and um, yeah. so you tried to apply those math tools in biology and cancer evolution. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, um, cancers evolve, so healthy cells in our body get mutations and they change the way those cells behave and they can become cancerous and, and grow and spread around the body um, and that's a very dynamic process but the problem about understanding the dynamics of that process is that we only ever really get to measure snap snapshots so we can only really measure at the end when someone has a tumor say and they go to hospital and it's it's removed and then it might end up in our lab and we can analyze it and so the the data we have is just from that snapshot at the end of this this dynamic evolutionary process And what we really want to do is try and fill in the details and fill in this, this rich, changing picture of how the tumour goes over time. And so the only way we can do that from our snapshot is with mathematical tools that let us make models about how cancers change and grow and spread over, over space and change over time. And we can use those mathematical models and fit them to the data to fill in and give us this rich picture of the dynamics of how tumours grow. That's really interesting. And that for me, I'm starting a PhD in oral cancer also. And I think it's really interesting um, the modeling behind, so from the endpoint backwards. What's the main difficulty in trying to anticipate the changes? Oh, there's lots of questions there, I think. So the modeling's hard because. In a sense, there's an infinity of possible models you could you could write down and ask yeah, sure. whether or not they match the data. So it's it's very challenging to find the best model. And there's always a trade-off in making mathematical models between having something that's really simple and therefore quite easy to understand versus having something that's quite complicated and probably a more accurate description of the biology. But because it's so complicated, it's really it's hard really to, difficult to, to match the biology. It. So somehow you have to find the sweet spot between simplicity and complexity, you know, which is tractable but 
realistic. So that's a real challenge. Um, and then I think there was a question about, well, what do you do with it once you've got these models? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and I, I think th- the question of what to do with it is really why we make the models in the first place. And so we want to understand the dynamics of the process. So how does it, a tumour, say, change over space and over time? So if we have a model that describes that, then we can kind of project forward, much like a weather forecast tells you what the weather's going to be tomorrow in the dynamical system that is the, um, the natural environment. Um, so uh, would you say that your research is going towards uh, early diagnosis or more of a therapeutic target? It's a bit of both. Um, and so we, I think of it as... Um, a lot of what we can do um, ties into prognosis, so trying to work out if a tumour is a dangerous tumour and needs to be given, say, an aggressive treatment or is a less dangerous tumour that can maybe have less aggressive treatment or perhaps no treatment mm-hmm. at all. Um, and so that's really about early diagnosis of, of dangerous disease. Um, and there are, of course, implications for therapy there too, so we can predict potentially whether or not someone needs a particular therapy or or doesn't need therapy at all. Great. Um, Do you think that, or, so you said that you started your career because there was a huge boom in genomics. Mm. Um, In 10 years, do you think that we'll have the cure for cancer? Or where will be cancer research in 10 years, let's say? It's a great question. I, I like thinking about a cure for cancer. Of course, we'd love a cure for cancer, and things like immunotherapy make it seem that in some circumstances a cure could be possible. But actually, in my heart of hearts, I think we won't cure cancer because cancers are evolving all the time. And so if we throw a therapy at them, that's a it very strong selective pressure and drive adaption to it. So, um, But with that in mind, that sounds like a very negative point of view, but I think it's actually recognizing that tumors evolve and that evolution is kind of pervasive is a, actually represents a huge opportunity and so if we give our therapies in an evolutionary aware way we can anticipate the tumor's evolution in response to therapy and contain it and so mm-hmm. i think we may never be able to completely cure cancer but we might be able to make it a chronic rather than a fatal disease in the majority which of cases which is already a very yeah. good step <laughs> Which is where we are for lots of other diseases as well. So, you won't die of cancer. <laughs> you might Hopefully. die of something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much, Professor Trevor, for digesting cancer evolution and modeling. And thank you for listening to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. Mm-hmm.